the New York media has gotten soft, including you, Paul. I don't need any kind of crap from you. Take a lap defense. Take a lap special teams. Who cares? No. It doesn't matter. It sure does. It doesn't. Paul, do you know what drip is? Do we have to explain? No, I'm going to let you wear the clown makeup. Removing goalposts. How stupid is that? No drunkenness. He answered the question fine. We move on. Shoot your shot. Yeah. Shoot him, shoot. The kicker. You hear how he says the kicker. Like he's a subset from the team. Do I send you journalism lessons on Twitter? We got a lot of angry people on this podcast. Yeah. Welcome back to Blue Rush, our Giants podcast from the New York Post. Later on in the show, we'll be joined by Giants fullback Eli Penny. Looking forward to chatting with him. But first, your host of Blue Rush would be two-time Super Bowl champion Lawrence Tynes and his co-host, Giants beat writer for the Post, Paul Schwartz. Uh, Jake from Blue Rush here, but Jake from State Farm uh, might be the Giants' starting quarterback. You see what I did there, Lawrence, on Sunday as they head to Hollywood. As Paul comes live from the sunny skies of Tucson, Arizona, you are in Kansas. Maybe the weather's not as good there as as Paul, who is looking pretty tan already. Got a little a little red in there. Uh, Paul, how is Tucson going? I know you're enjoying the palm trees. Well, I'll tell you one thing, you know, anytime I go to one of these college campuses and, and you know, it's it's very strange, you know, all these years covering the NFL, you just, you know, you go to all the NFL cities. Tucson is not an NFL city, right? So, you know, I've never been to Tucson. I've been to Phoenix a bunch of times, but I love going to college towns. I'll tell you, if I was in school here, there's palm trees, there's grass, it's beautiful. Uh, it is It is a beautiful campus. It's 75 degrees and no humidity during the day. It gets down to like 50 uh Ate in a uh, nice taco place last night. It was cool, beautiful. It's, you know, it's, it's a hell of a place to uh, go to college, I think. Lawrence, I I'm not thinking of Paul doing cake stands with his son, Jared, in Arizona. Is the first thing that came to my mind. He goes from South Beach to Tucson. Yes, I, mean, I like this weather's better. South Beach slumming is better. It. And then L.A., L.A. after this, don't forget. Big time. More importantly, let's talk about what you're seeing, what you're hearing with uh, this quarterback situation. Uh, listen, I'm of the school of I would like to see Jake Fromm play. I mean, why not? At this point in the season, I know they said Glennon may pass the concussion protocol, but why not? Let's see. You know, he may have a Taylor Heineke moment. I don't know. Let's see what we got here. That's the difference between you and all the other NFL head coaches, Lawrence, because, um, you know, I know why not wait and see. Fans, I'm sure, are not interested in seeing Mike Glennon start another game. No offense to Mike Glennon, um, but it looks like that is going to be the case. What is going to be the case? Joe Judge. It looks like that um, um, Glennon? Mike Glennon is going to start. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, he's got to go through concussion protocol. They it, Much like Daniel Jones did after the Cowboys game. They fully expect him to. He was on the sideline today, Lawrence. And you know, if a guy's having concussion symptoms, he's not outside in the bright sun, right? So he was on the sideline, but they expect him to go through all these protocols Friday. uh, And then they will, you know, I asked Joe Judge directly, if he has passed his protocols, are you going to start him on Sunday? He says, that's the intention is to start him. Uh, So Hmm. this, why not? Let's just see Jake Fromm. You know, Jake Fromm, you know, he's a, you forget, you know, this guy played, started three years at Georgia, big time guy. He said, it's like going to a final exam without going to any of the classes. That's what he said it's going to be like for him on Sunday. Don't forget his his quarterback's coach is in COVID protocol. So his quarterback's coach can't even be with him. um, That's probably a good thing. 
Now, why is that? I mean, we've seen the results of the coaching throughout the season. <laughs> maybe we just kind of wing it and think about Maybe he's calling his Georgia quarterback coach this week for some tips. Yeah, well, um, I, I, look, and the interesting thing about, about Daniel Jones is that, you know, last week at this time we were hearing, well, maybe Daniel, he's going to practice, he's going to practice. Now, he's practicing. You know, he's out there. There's no contact for quarterbacks anyway, but there is no – talk about him playing this week because he's not going to play this week he went to uh, LA on Monday to uh, with Ronnie Barnes to get a second opinion from Dr. Robert Watkins who was a renowned neck specialist and at this point they say it is not season ending but the season's dwindling down and he's not going to play again this week well it's obviously bad enough to where they just don't want him taking any shots so that's scary enough meaning there's something structurally wrong it's not a muscle so the way this season's going, you could probably see them sitting him down. I mean, depending on how the next couple of weeks go, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. they lose this game. And you look at the rest of the schedule, you know, Dallas and you got the Eagles again and Washington and the Bears looks like maybe the only winnable game if you want to look on paper, but maybe you just sit them. I don't know. I mean, I think they'd like to get him back on the field. Yeah, I'm sure they would. Daniel wants to get him back on the field. But look, I mean, you're right. It's completely, this is not a, well, he can play, but he's not going to play. If they clear him, he will play, but you know, he's, he's in good shape. He can run, he can lift, he can do all that stuff. But you know, you wait till the, the, the doctors say what they're going to say. And if there's a little something there, you know, we, you, do you remember you were still on the team when Matthias Kiwanuka had his um, disc problem and, and Matthias said he felt fine. Right. I think Antonio Pierce also, right. Didn't that, didn't that kind of end his they both had, Yeah. And, and they, you know, and they had a disc issue, but they said they felt fine. I want to play. And it's like the doctors say you can't play, and that's it. That's because it. it's just one of those one wrong hits, right? And then your spinal cord. You're talking about all kinds of life altering injury, life altering things that come from those types of things. So, but I know, I know Matthias had the surgery. I yeah. think they went through the front. Yep. Uh, yep. I don't know that AP ever had it, but yeah, I just had a friend here in town that actually had this very similar surgery, not from football, but through the front of the neck and into the, you know, they put the little spacers in there in his neck. I mean, it's it's a big deal. It is a big but, deal. How's your friend doing, by the way? Is he doing? He's okay? doing great. Yeah, yeah, he's doing fantastic. He's uh, he was actually just at my house today. Stopped by, but he is he cleared great. for contact yet? He is cleared for contact. Yeah, so you, you, your boys can knock him around a little bit. He's okay. He is a month out of it, and uh, he looks good. You know, the scar looks pretty gnarly, but um, that will go away at some point. But yeah, modern medicine is great. It's just unfortunate for Daniel. You know, it's that was one thing after another. Through no fault of his own, but geez, and you hate to see one. him. You know, this is a rough one. When, you know, as oh, an yeah. athlete, as you know, if you don't feel right, you say, "Well, I don't think I can play. My knee hurts. My, you know, my quad hurts. I, I don't think anything really hurts with Daniel." So that that's a tough thing. You know, you look. You know, he like I said, he goes out there and he throws and he looks fine. And it's not his shoulder. It's not his hip. It's not his elbow. It's his neck. And and it's it's you know until he gets cleared, they're not playing him. So um, I think it's tough for the Giants fans too, guys, to be like, "All right, we're going to trot Mike Glennon out there. He won't be on this team next year or part of this future." You have no idea what Jake Fromm is, and he's not going to bring you anything worse than what you saw from Glennon last week. So Jake, while Fromm Jake, may suck, that, why no, not put him out no, there? No, no. What do you mean he's not going to bring you anything worse? You know, you know, they, they, they had nine points, Paul. They didn't score a touchdown. How are you going to say, oh, Jake Fromm could be worse than that? Sure, they get six points. Why no, not give it a try? No, I don't think it hurts. That's, total, that's totally wrong. You don't wing it with a quarterback. You don't wing it. Jake Fromm not know, might not know what he's doing out there. And you know what? I thought Mike Lennon did not play terribly in the first half. I don't know when he got this concussion because in the second half, he was out of it. So, you know, I, he might have gotten it earlier, but Joe Judge said it. And, you know, they said this is a good opportunity for us to look at Jake in practice and things like that. This guy was on the practice squad for two years. He was a fifth round draft pick. I stood next to him. He is every bit no taller than six foot tall. He was a tremendous college quarterback. Um, 
With tremendous players around him. With tremendous players around him in a system that he mastered because he is really, really bright, Jake. He is really bright. But in two weeks, that brightness is just – you he would be so limited in the game plan of what they would give him, the menu of plays, that it would be not difficult to defend him. So, um, you know, I get it. Look, I totally get it. Fans are like – we want Daniel out there. If he can't be there, all right, Mike Lennon, we've seen enough of him. He's 6-22 and 22 as a star in the NFL. Right, maybe the next guy's better. I get it. But don't say he can't be worse because he can't be worse. Mike Lennon is a functional quarterback. We don't know if Jake Fromm is or not, but he's a, he's a little guy. But, you know, sometimes little guys do big things, right? Yeah. I mean, listen, he – he may play. We don't know yet. I mean, that's still yet to he be. He might. Determined. I mean, you know, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe Glennon. You know, maybe they said he's cleared, but he's he hasn't practiced. Yeah. And you know, I um, find that amazing in today's world where concussions are so bad that we're not. And obviously, Daniel did it from that vicious hit in Dallas. I mean, are we bringing these guys back too quick? I mean, it seems like if you have a concussion, seven days is not enough. But I'm not a doctor. It no, just these seems are to me calls that were set up and the yeah. In the, an independent neurologist has to clear them. You know, you know, I agree. I think it should be very the, the protocol should vary per team <laughs> when you're playing behind this offensive line. Uh, you should get three weeks, <laughs> three weeks off from having to go run around and be chased by these defenders. Right. The, 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 obviously the, 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 the independent neurologist then has to, you know, give way to an independent offensive line expert who goes oh. and, and checks the Giants and says, My okay, God. Andrew Thomas. Yep, we can clear the quarterback to play. Then they go down the line. I'm no. Matt Burton, eh, not so sure about no, that. No, it's not good. Uh, yeah, Ben Bredesen, it's, I don't know. No. Matt Scora, nah, I don't know. It's, Billy Price, no. Yeah. Another week, and it's all of a sudden it's um, you know the quarterback has to sit out a week. Then the the, the other quarterback who plays, then the, that poor guy, right? It's like yeah, you go out and play against the, you know. But I'm um, seeing some really encouraging signs from this team, Paul. Yo, you are. You and Joe Judge have seen, you, you, you've seen a lot <laughs> yeah. of encouraging signs. I huh? mean, yeah, that put was, that uh, on his headstone. Because if he does end up getting fired, I think that's going to be the nail in the coffin. I think that's going to be it. I mean, that that statement has had more legs this week than anything I've seen him well, say. Put it this way. There are people inside that building who questioned, you know, why Joe took that tact. You know, didn't like that vibe that he gave off, you know, and... um that's Joe. You want to hear a nice Joe Judge story, though, today in, um, you know, Wednesday in uh, practice? Only if it revolves around winning. And it doesn't. But it's it's a nice story. It's it's about, uh, Sarah will like this story because it's about fans and it's about passion. I come to the gate, right? We, we walk, you know, it's a beautiful walk through campus. And there's two little kids in Saquon Barkley jerseys, right, with their mother. And, you know, they, you know, Giants fans in Tucson, right? I mean, there's no team they're in everywhere. Tucson. Yeah, yeah they're, they're everywhere. everywhere. So, so I look at them and I say, oh, man, these kids aren't going to get – anywhere near Saquon and the Giants. You know, there's a big gate, and then there's this, you know, how the NFL is, Lawrence, right? They don't let anybody in anywhere. So they're outside the gate. We go in, okay, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, Joe Judge, I see he's walking, he's talking to security guard, and there's a few other fans out there. They open the gate, and they all come in. And he says, you know, I I said, Joe, what are you doing? He said, "Those, those fans, you know, they never get to see us. Those two little boys had them walk on the sideline, okay, with their mother. And then during the stretch period, when the team was out there, they were on the field stretching with the Giants. Uh, Aziz Ojolari, the rookie, was out there. You know, he was showing them how to stretch. So you imagine? I thought these kites were going to get nowhere near this team. He had all these fans. He said, "Joe said, look, we have fans in Tucson. They want to come see us practice. I'm going to let them in." How cool! You know, that it was. It That's was awesome. cool. It was cool. Yeah, those, those boys can they will block for a quarterback. Forever. Can, can they the kids block their quarterback? <laughs> can we sign them this, this week and uh, add them to the roster? Backup quarterback? Any any out there in Arizona? 
Now, now, Lawrence, let me let's play a game of what if, okay? Okay. Uh, sure. The Giants really love Justin Herbert out of the draft, right? They wanted him in 2019. Justin Herbert decides to stay at Oregon for another year, right? Everyone said if he comes out, he could be the first pick. He goes back to college in 2019, has a great year, and then he's the sixth pick the next year, right? Man, imagine if the Giants got him instead of taking Daniel Jones. Um, you know, may, maybe yeah. you know. I, I don't know. Do you think he would be Justin Herbert and be a uh, you know a budding yeah. star? He's, or he, he's, he's at a different level. I think he processes the game faster. He's obviously a mobile. Daniel's like straight line fast, but he has no wiggle. Like, for example, if you if you compare him to like a Josh Allen, watch Josh Allen navigate traffic. Like he just has some wiggle to him. He can get out. He can't. He doesn't take big shots, and he's able to kind of contort his body and do athletic things. Daniel's a you know kind of a straight line athlete is what I would call him, fast guy. But he you know you've never seen him shake anybody, right? And then we obviously saw him face plant in Philly, which is oh my god, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. That, that was that was a straight line. It was oh, straight, running that straight, was and, straight line, and, and then uh, straight into the ground. Yeah, holy cow! Yeah. I just well, hope well, for his sake that he he does get another chance next year and gets to kind of come out and perform because you know I'm keep thinking about like the end game here if there is for him. And you imagine being the sixth pick of the draft. You played three years, and then you just didn't get it done. I mean that that sticks with you for the rest of your life. Like, I don't care what you do. No one's going to say, oh, you were that Giants quarterback that kind of sucked. But, you know, people won't put two and two together like it was like everything around him too because – but he's he's certainly no Justin Herbert. Let's well, you know what? Ahead. Let me ask you something about – that's very interesting. Do you – um you were with the Giants for all those years. Did you have any sense of who Dave Brown was? No. No. Never heard of him. Is that true? You've never heard of him? I mean, I have. I have. He, he wore a number 17, right? He was a first-round pick. and he, yeah. he, was a, he he was a supplemental pick out of Duke, just like Daniel Jones. My first year on the beat, 1994, Dave Brown won a competition against Kent Graham and won the starting quarterback job, okay? 94, 95, 96, he was the starting quarterback. Three and a half years he started, he was not good. And he was from Westfield, New Jersey. And he is like persona non grata around the Giants. And he didn't do anything wrong. He was a nice kid. He was just like Daniel. He was six foot six. He couldn't run like Daniel. He was not a good quarterback. They stuck with him too long. And I always think about that. This guy lives in Jersey. I think he went into finance. He makes money. He was a, a good citizen, a good guy. And he never comes back for any Giants events because, you know, well, he was a That's the product of losing. It's the product of losing. You know, yeah. it's. You think about how fortunate you we were to play on those teams. And, I mean, I, I look at the flip side. I mean, Saquon's in that mold too, right? He's going to be a guy too. If they don't turn this thing around quickly, they're going to have to – I mean, you, you think of the Kajana Carters and the these really, really high pick – Kajana Carter, right? The guy that was second pick out. And, yeah, he blew uh, out his knee. Yeah. You, you know, the, the poster boy for running backs who failed was when the Jets picked Blair Thomas – with the number two pick, just like Saquon. He was out of Penn State, just like Saquon. Blair Thomas was a star, and he was a – he was – I mean, he never had a year close to what Saquon had as a rookie. Blair Thomas – you know, you talk to Jets beat riders. Blair Thomas is – might be at the top of the list, second pick in the draft. Yeah, so well, they have I'm a not bunch. saying Saquon's that. But, uh, well, what about this Chargers team? I mean, is Bosa going to play? What was he – was he evaluated for a concussion? I don't think he ended up having one, though, right? Yeah, I think Bosa's – I think Bosa's okay. I, I didn't see him on the injury mm, list. I, that's I don't trouble. Think, he's but, relentless. You know, yeah, God, I mean, Andrew Thomas and uh, Joey Bosa, that's going to be some – That's going to be a matchup. Some, he, move, he moves around, though. They'll move, yeah, they'll move they'll Bosa move. over there. I put him on Solder. 
I'd put my 14-year-old on solder. I'd put him inside, you know, anywhere. Just pick your – you know what? I'd put him anywhere Andrew Thomas isn't. What the heck? You know, pick your poison. But, you know, they've got some COVID issues. You know, we'll I see. I saw it's, that. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is in the protocol. Um, uh, Mike Williams, uh, their other really good receiver, and Cliff Harris, their starting cornerback. Are, One of my old uh, teammates is the DB coach for the Chargers, Derek Ansley. Yep. Yeah, they're uh, close contact. So, you know, they might play, they might not play. I and mean, that's the only way the Giants have a chance in this game, I think, is, you know, Austin Eckler has an ankle. You know, they got some health issues. Man, he's he's a hell of a player, Austin Eckler. Joe Judge was interesting, the, the comp to Austin Eckler, because he said that. Um, Sproles? Yes, because this coaching staff comes from the Saints and they run a similar offense. And he said. He's a Eckler, Sproles guy. Eckler plays the down. They run that option route with him a lot out of the backfield that's uncoverable. If you can run that little option route where it's just kind of looks like a like a triangle, you have a two-way go. I mean, linebackers can't cover that. I don't care how good you are. And he has lived and feasted off that route. They're good, man. You know, the Chargers have had kind of a – you know, they went up and beat, you know, the Bengals who are good last week on the road. They, they've kind of had a seesaw season, but they're good. You know, this is going to be another huge challenge for – this team, which every week is. so. All right, let's make our picks for this game, starting with you, Lawrence. And Giants open as 10.5-point underdogs. Vegas is thinking they get housed in L.A. 4 o'clock on Sunday. Who do you got? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they'll get housed. They'll somehow find a way to keep it close. Um, you know, I think they still lose again, you know, another almost. I'm going to say Chargers 21, the Giants – 14. I just said they're going to keep it close and they lost by seven. Yeah, (laughs) that's close for them. That's That's for them. That's that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. You know, Kenny Galladay's got a rib. He didn't practice on Wednesday. You know, they expect him to play. Kadarius Tony, I don't think he's playing. Shepard might return. Uh, Shepard had a really good workout in Miami, a really good workout before the game. You know, that's when the Giants do their best work before the game. Uh, (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, I mean, I think he has a chance to play, but. I That'll just, be huge for them. I, they, it, they are missing him and yes, his, they are. his yes. energy and his and, and his safety you know. blanket. Yes, uh, the quarterbacks yep. are missing him. But you know, as Jake said, you know, I I agree. You know, I mean that, that you know Mike Lennon is a tough watch. You know, he's not. You know, he doesn't win a lot of games, so I don't see them scoring a lot of points. So I think they'll lose, and I would I would give the ten points, ten and a half points. You know, I think the Chargers are going to cover. Chargers are unless they're completely banged up on offense with all these guys being out. It's tough to hold them down, I think. So, yeah, I, I think it's a, you know, it's like a you know, two-touchdown loss for the Giants. I'm going to say 31-14 Chargers. I see the Giants not even coming close to compete. You know, I'll say 31-13 because I don't think the Giants will get two touchdowns. I think they'll get a touchdown and two field goals no matter who the quarterback is. Would love to see Jake Fromm come in and, and light it up and make them think about, you know, maybe keeping him as a backup. But, yeah, this is going to be an ugly watch. Sarah, who do you got? Um, can they just forfeit? Is yeah, that an option? <laughs> um, I think it's generous that you guys think that the Giants will score a touchdown. I don't. So I'm going to go. The Giants do have a good defense, so I don't think it's going to be that much of a blowout, but I'm going to go like 21-3. Grab Gano has done it again. <laughs> Sorry, I'm jaded. I don't even want to watch. This is the first time in probably like. 21-9. Yeah, this is the fair. first time I mean, in these horrible five however many years that I actually don't even want to watch. Paul, let me ask you something. Is this as bad as you've seen it? I mean, you've covered this team. I guess the eighties. I don't. The, what are they called? The hen, not the hen, the hen. The, what's it? Was that coach's name? Ray Hanley. Well, that that was more dysfunction. Um, well, I covered a team that went um, three and thirteen, right? You know, uh, McAdoo's last year and everything. Um, 
this stretches is obviously the worst, but uh, no, you know, th- 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 this is not as bad as I've ever seen. Okay. The Giants playing, you know, the defense is, is credible, things like that. But this stretch is as far as you go into a game, like Sarah said, you go into a game and it's like, I don't expect them to win. I expect them to lose. And I don't really want to watch, you know, that's really bad. You know, that, that, that's really bad. And that's this, you know, you know what, they're bad and they're boring. That's a bad combination. You know, if you're bad, at least score some points and throw the ball around a little bit and, you know, lose in spectacular fashion. This is this, they lose in really boring fashion. Even when they've won this season, it's been boring. Like when I was oh, at that Eagles brutal. game, I, I was like, that was a horrible win. Like it wasn't horrible. even fun. It was it's been hard. They are a horrible watch. That's a great way to look at it. Andrew, horrible are you going to complete the uh, the five effecta and uh, whatever the word for try effecta is and take the Chargers? I mean, I'd be nuts not to at this point. Yeah, I, I think that the only way the Chargers don't run up the score is if you know, Keenan Allen's out or Mike Williams out with COVID. And I've got it at Chargers 27, Giants 16. I think they're going to get a touchdown somehow. I'm mean, Saquon will probably bang it in from the one-yard line. Uh, it'll be the well, grand. This is what we're talking about now. You know, the, the whole a thing is, I think touchdown. they're going to get a touchdown. I think Andrew says they're going to get a touchdown. Sarah says they're not. The only Jets way they get a touchdown is if it's – from the defense that is i'm telling yeah. you now like that's see, like i can, I can see like a, a pass interference kind of penalty thing that gets them on the three or the two and then saquon bangs it in but graham gano show and you know justin herbert just shows giants fans what could have been mm. and we're gonna get some saquon garbage time yards so he gets those stats accumulated in the fourth quarter a little three yard dump offs what do you guys think of jabril peppers cryptic tweet a little bit just because you've been bumped up to first chair in the orchestra doesn't mean you can compose a symphony. I don't think he's had Trans-Siberian Orchestra tickets. I think he might be talking about maybe Freddie Kitchens or quarterback situation. Any thoughts, Paul Lawrence? Hmm. Maybe he has some merit. I mean, he was with him in Cleveland, right? Was he with Freddie in Cleveland? Or was that after he left? Yeah, I don't he, know. He, he was there. You know, you know what my, my thought is, Jake, is that whenever you see a cryptic tweet and you assume it's about what you think it's about, it often is not. So I would not even begin to say... Oh, he's ripping off Freddie Kitchens. You know what? Let's go crazy and say maybe he's ripping on like Xavier McKinney because like just because you look good, you don't can't take my job. I don't think he's you know, I would like that. to see them I would like he's a free agent, right? I would like to see them keep him and use him kind of like they're using Landon Collins in Washington. I think he has a role because he can kind of play down in that box and, and that Washington football team, they're 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 playing really good. Landon hates being called a linebacker, but he's basically playing linebacker. Well, listen, if you want to keep getting those paychecks, yeah. you move down to linebacker. Call me what you want. Yeah, just just because I miss those paychecks. And <laughs> in positive news, Logan Ryan is the Giants nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. So shout out to him. Eli Manning's the only one to have won in 2016. And then the last one, before we go to our guest Eli Penny, because Lawrence, you quote tweeted this Phil Sims as the potential new Giants president of football operation. Uh, you saw what Boomer Sidon said on WFN. Any thoughts if that were to happen, would you be a fan of it? No, I think they need to go as far away from this organization as possible, including players, you know, and I'm sure Phil Sims would do a good job, but just because you played the game doesn't mean you can, you know, when you're under the gun to make picks and sign players and approve this signing and get rid of this guy. You need someone that's been in, you know, that's been doing it. And you just got to go to a successful franchise and get the guy that's behind the guy making the decisions. I mean, that's how this world works. That was a radio thing that had no legs. Yeah. It's not true. Boomer Boomer just kind of. Phil Sims is not interested. I know for a fact he's not interested. He doesn't want to do it. Boomer was just kind of creating a little stir. Yeah, well, but I mean. I liked it. 
I thought it was cool. I mean, it, it makes sense, right? One of the it, Giants it make, legends it makes, it coming back. It makes no sense. He has no interest in doing it. You know, John Elway wanted to do it. You know what I mean? Phil Simms. Like, I love Eli Manning, but I would know where, I would want him nowhere near personnel decisions. No. Eli Manning knows. I, I don't think he could pick a linebacker from a uh, leprechaun. You know what I mean? Ooh. Shots fired. Whoa. Soundboard. 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 No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Eli Manning? I mean, you know, you want Eli Manning, you know, making draft picks for you and, you know, the, the, thinking about a safety from Oklahoma State? You know, you know, people don't realize you have to work really hard at these things. It's not just, you know, it's not the Manning cast. And even the best ones maybe yeah, get it right 70% of the time. You have to work really, time, really, 60. really hard. That's when people say, oh, maybe uh, Call Banks should be the defensive coordinator. No. No. No, he was supposed no, to go to the games and talk about and shirts. No. He already played. He already did. And he thing. drops f bombs on his show. Not yeah, good. No. Not good. Not good. We don't do that on this podcast. You're, you're effing right. We don't. You're, you're effing right. We don't. Right. Yeah. Effing. That Eli soundbite might replace sweaty dogs pooping at halftime to end the show. The Paul soundbite. That's a good one. But joining us next, hopefully, we get a soundbite from Eli Penny, the Giants fullback. He's next on Blue Rush. D A W G. All right, joining us now, Blue Rush is a Giants fullback in his fourth season with the team. He had his first Giants touchdown in a game we were all at against the Rams earlier this season. He started his career with the Cardinals for three seasons coming out of Idaho. Let's give a warm Blue Rush welcome to the pride of Los Angeles, California, number 39, Elijah Petty. Eli, welcome to the show. It's Jake Brown, Lawrence Tynes, Paul Schwartz. How are you out in sunny Arizona? Our own Paul has a tan going here. How is the weather out there? How are you enjoying Tucson? Hey, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. You know, I feel like I'm back at home. So <laughs> I'm doing good. The weather's great, and it just feels like I'm on a West Coast. What is the team bonding experience this week? What do you? What is the? What kind of team stuff are you guys doing? Yesterday, you know, a couple guys. You know, it was our off day. A couple guys. You know, we go out to the golf course, top golf, play some golf. Uh, you know, then we we'll figure out what we're doing uh for the rest of the week for Thursday and Friday. You guys playing? You guys playing any Boo-Ray? Any Boo-Ray? Tell me who's winning all the money in the Boo-Ray. Oh, man. <laughs> they, they got that game up out of there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Now, we might go to the Arizona game tonight. So, you know, just a couple of team activities tomorrow. Awesome. Hey, thanks for coming on. Hey, talk about your journey. You know, I was kind of looking up your story. And, I mean, you kind of went the JUCO route. You went to a smaller type school. And, I mean, you've had a nice career for someone that was undrafted to come in and play in this league. I mean, it's not easy. I know I did it as an undrafted guy. Talk about your journey a little bit from community colleges up to Idaho and then, you know, into the league. Well, um, just from like the like the end of high school, kind of like a, a breaking point for me and a, a, when reality kind of hit. So I was getting recruited by all like majority of Pac-12 schools, you know, majority of the schools in Pac-12 offered me a scholarship to play outside linebacker. But the school that I went to, you know, there weren't there weren't too many kids that went uh, Division One, So. I wasn't really even put into classes to go to Division One. They just wanted me to graduate. So, you know, by the time that uh they the school seen that colleges were interested, they were just it was just pretty much too late. So I had to go junior college route. Then I went to a few junior colleges. I went to College of Sequoias, I went to Compton College, I went to Orange County, Orange Coast College, then I just went to the college that was like right across the street from my home, which was the best choice for me. <laughs> to do because was, it was I went to Cerritos College which was right across the street from where I stayed and uh from Cerritos I went to Idaho you know came into Idaho I was like 265 pounds and then they were like yeah you gotta lose weight I was like all right yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> so I lost like 20 pounds my first season had a pretty good season and then you know 
I got down all the way down to 225 my senior season. So, and then uh, try out with Arizona as practice squad. Did a practice squad for a whole year, and then that next season, uh, you know, kind of made my mark on special teams, and I just knew that's how I was going to stay in this league. So, you know, I just kind of uh, made special teams a priority. We talked to Leonard Williams today, and he said. Um, you know, when he saw this on the schedule at the start of the year, he's like, man, I don't like that. I mean, what the heck are we going away late in the season, being away from home? And then he said, uh, well, now that I'm out here, it's kind of nice. You know, he's a he's a he's a West Coast guy, too. Um, what, what did you think of this trip at the start? And, and, and what do you think of it now? I pretty much felt the same way just because I'm thinking like, Leo, I'm, you know, it's late in the season. You know, you got your uh, your body fatigued, your mental is a little bit fatigued and you just being away from home, away from family. You know, sometimes when you go home to family, you know, it, it'll give you a little a, a recharge or, you know, it'll give you a little boost. And just being away kind of just make you feel like you're in training camp all over again. And you know what I'm saying? So I felt that same type of way. But, you know, once I got here in Arizona, like I was in a hotel. And like I said, I've looked literally like across the street and I seen mountains and I seen homes that look like my homes back in Los Angeles. And I was like, oh, yeah, I like this. Now, now in your running back room, Gary Brightwell, you know, the rookie running back, he's from here. He went to the University of Arizona. So he said, guys are asking me questions all the time, all the time. And I asked him, what is the one main question? I figured it must have been about restaurants and things like that. And Gary said, all my teammates want to know, where can I get a haircut? So did you come here and need a haircut? I mean, why are so many players coming here and need a haircut? Now, what I did was, you know, I, I called my barber right before we took our trip to Miami, uh, which is I got I had him come at 7 in the morning just because I knew I wasn't going to find a barber in Tucson, Arizona. And if I did, I probably wouldn't even trust him. So Why would they call Brightwell for a barber? Brightwell has dreads. He doesn't get his hair cut. How does he? He doesn't know any barbers. Yeah, he has. <laughs> yeah, he got dreads. He, he get a little lineup. So, I, you know, I'm, you know, probably know a couple barbers or two out here. You know, he got the dreads, but he got the little lineup in the front. So Yeah, Paul, it's it's all about the lineup. You you don't have the facial yeah. hair. So the lineup is key. It's something I've missed not going to the barber over COVID. Yes, I'm bald, but I, I like the good shape up that they do. The lineup's key, right, Eli? Yeah, it's very key. You can have a nice blend. You can have a nice taper. You can have all that. Everything can look nice. But if the lineup is not nice, then the, the cut is, is, is really a waste. <laughs> well, 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 Gary said his haircut guy is right here, and his name is Glenn. Okay, so we'll Shout see how many guys. We'll we'll see if everyone looks like um, <laughs> like a Gary Brightwell tomorrow. If everyone got their haircut from I Glenn, I think Graham Gano getting a haircut today by the I guess is the the Arizona, Arizona barber. So. That's surprising. He is he is so damn so he is so damn cheap. I'm surprised he splurges <laughs> on a haircut on the road. Uh, you know, all that money he's how making. How do you know that? How do you know he's cheap? Because he's Scottish, like me. Yeah, they're the only. They're so, the best two giant Scottish kickers in Giants so, history. Uh, so Eli. Scottish people, Eli. Let me tell you something. Just because I'll talk about me and Graham, we have deep pockets and short arms. You ever heard of that? <laughs> deep pockets, <laughs> the Scotsman. Yeah, meaning you ain't reaching in that pocket for too deep. Too deep. No, no, cheap. Uh-huh. Cheap, cheap, I'm the same cheap. way. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm the same way. Eli, you you've been around here. You know, you're a survivor. You know, you 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 survived a, a, a coaching change and everything like that. And you've been close to Saquon. You know, I saw you when we used to be allowed in the locker room. You you know, you always be talking to Saquon and this and that. And you know, he's your friend. You know, he's your teammate. He's your guy. You know, in the room with you. What do you feel for Saquon now? You know, he he had the injury. He's struggling on the field a little bit. You know, we'll, we'll talk about that relationship a little bit. And you know what he's going through here. Well, the, our relationship is like you know him. You 
know, him and my brother are in the same, uh, they're in the same, like, draft class, and they're both was kind of, like, top backs coming out their class. So, automatically, we had a, like, we had a, like, a relationship off of that. And then, you know, then my first year here, you know, uh, just get, play, playing a lot of 21 personnel, blocking for them, and then it just, you know, I gained respect from them and I gained trust from them. And then, you know, it just, kept on going and, and going and then you know as he started you know getting into his career in the second year going through things I, you know I was always you know lock, his locker mate and I'm just a guy that just you know always putting good things in his ear and just you know keeping him surrounded by positive energy I tell him all the time so who much is given you know much is expected but at the same time you know obviously you're human at the same time like God gave you all that talent you're human at the same time so you know I know that it's going to take him uh, you know a couple weeks to you know really just shake back and to get in his groove because he's really honestly the same player he was his rookie season, you know, and I honestly think he's better. You know, he just hasn't got the chance to, you know, display it yet with all the injuries that, uh, that, that has occurred. Hey, Eli, I've got you down in your career and you may have to correct me here. I've got you down for one negative carry in your career. You think that, is that close? Man, I might be right, man. I might I might not have none, man. I don't know. Like <laughs> No, you got one. You got you got one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to it. It's 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 uh two thousand nineteen oh, against the Dolphins. Minus two. One oh, carry. Yeah. We won the game. That was Eli's, you know, swan song. He I'm remembers the play the too, Lawrence. He remembers the exact Yes, yeah, okay, so good, right? It's just like me. Yeah. I only remember all my miss I only remember all my missed kicks. But having said that, man, we need to find a way to get you on the field on third and one, fourth and one. You just do not lose yards. Like, how do we make this happen? Who do we need to call? Third and one, Eli Penny time. Yeah, Eli Penny time, for real, man. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't know who to call. It's, it's obviously not my call. So, you know, I just go in there. And when it's time for me to get the first, you know, my mentality is that it's only one yard. So all I got to do is put my body on somebody and lean forward. Like, this is like 240 pounds on another grown man. And I'm coming fast. Like, I'm not – about to dance in the backfield. <laughs> I, I ain't doing none of that. <laughs> I'm giving you one cut and I'm going straight. So, you know, like when I'm in there and, you know, it's 31, like I know I'm getting the first down. Like I'm I'm really not even worried. And yes. everybody else know it too. Like, so, but it's definitely not my call. It was, you, I, I would call 22 personnel, fullback dive every time, 31, 41. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you kind of went off against the Raiders. I mean, you averaged seven yards a carry. I want to talk about this donkey personnel. We've only ran it one time. We got four yards. It's you and uh, Cullen on the field at the same time. We need to see some of this, too. Joe Judge, I may have to text him. <laughs> now nah, that donkey person, there, it's fun, man. It's fun. Just being like having two fullbacks on the field is like something yes. that you know like nobody in the league is doing. When we, like, I know my mindset and I know Cullen's mindset, like when we get into that personnel, like we want to look good on film because we want other teams to be like, yo, they got two fullbacks on the field. And they're both actually like, all that they can play like you know that's dope so you know it, if we can get that rolling a little bit more and that'd be cool just to see like because i know other teams would be watching and uh, you know you know other teams in the league might carry two fullbacks who knows <laughs> eli have you noticed a difference between you know kitchens taking over for garrett these last few weeks has has the playbook changed at all have you noticed anything different uh, i wouldn't say the playbook changed at all but i would say we definitely added a few wrinkles like you know may, uh, maybe like a little bit more exotic looks a little probably like a few more uh, motions before uh, pre-snap um getting the ball to our guys a little bit more you know not not too much but just i would say uh, a bit more exotic a little bit i see freddie tried to, to to do that eli grow, growing up in the la area you get to return home this weekend right first of all how many how many tickets you have to shell out for uh, the game against the chargers and them tickets ain't free so i ain't giving out no free tickets 
smart but man. Smart man. <laughs> but I know it's gonna be like probably like twenty five to like thirty. I know my mom got like fifteen people coming with her, and then some kids from my high school, and then some teachers from high school, and then maybe like forty or fifty, man. Because that's like I was really like born like five minutes away from so far the stadium, like so that's really like that's literally home for me. So. I know it's going to be a full house for me. Now, last year you played in L.A. against the Rams, right? And no fans, right? So your, all your people couldn't be there. You really don't under, even understand how depressing that was. To be in that hotel, to look at, like, the city lights downtown, the, like, the ho- out of the hotel and not be able to leave the hotel, that was so, like, oh, my God, that touched me a little bit. But this time I'm going to make up for it. Like, yeah, I'm going to make up for last year. This was, we didn't get a chance to get out. So this time I'm going to get out. I'm going to eat at my favorite restaurant. I'm going to relax. I'm going to do what I want to do last year, but I'm going to do it all this year. Do you and your brother, Rashad, do you guys talk weekly? Do you do you like, damn, that was a tough loss or that was a great win? Or do you mentor him? What's that relationship with your brother on the Seahawks like? Same way. Just because kind of like he's going through the same thing as uh, Saquon, you know, injuries. Obviously, like talented players, you know, both kind of like that generational talent type of player, big, fast, strong guys, and uh try to watch his film and try to see runs that, like, you know, that I thought he could have did better on or pass protection that he could have did better on. When he does something good, like, I, like we all, we always tell each other, like, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. But, like, I want to see what you did bad first. So, you know, we are, like, our own worst critics. So, like, after a game, like, he'll call me and be like, hey, what you think about this run? I'd be like, yeah, that sucks. And I'll tell the fans, hit him with the same thing. Like, what do you think, uh, like, what do you think about this block? And he was like, yeah, I think he looks off right there or something like that, you know. So when we show each other our best plays, our good plays, and we be like, we, it's funny because we both be like, bro, I'm already expecting that. Show me something where you think you could have did better at. And I'd be like, all right. So and we kind of just do that with each other. That's awesome. Did you let him know about that L you gave him last year? Oh, oh my God. Man, I was in the locker room. I FaceTimed him when I was in the locker room. And he couldn't do nothing. <laughs> love it. I love it. You could only do that with your brother. That's fun. Yes, my whole family thought we was going to lose. And they even had my kids saying that the Seahawks were going to beat the Giants. So, like, I really, like, they don't oh, even know. Man. I took that game so personal. And when we got that dub, oh, my God. I called him immediately right when I got to the locker room. FaceTimed him, and I let him see our celebration. So you can just watch that. Oh, that is amazing. That's Because you guys ran the ball really well. That Yeah, we had a pretty good game again. Who's going to be handing the ball off to the running backs on Sunday? Oh, uh, well, we, we, we'd expect for Mike to be back. But if the Worky or um, Jake or one of those guys – you know, step in, and I, I feel like they'll be fine too because you know they 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 be like they prepared just like Daniel or Mike. So, but I'm I would say Mike if he gets got a uh, protocol. Jake Fromm, so new. It's like we barely know his name. I don't blame you. I mean, he's, he's been here eight days, so you know it'd be interesting I to know. see him <laughs> see him out there. But uh, there's so many moving parts, Eli. It's like you almost you forget who's coming in and out, right? Oh, my God, man. This is like the story of my life the last six years. And this is the NFL. <laughs> Eli Penny, follow him on Instagram at the authentic penny underscore 35. Eli, we appreciate you coming on Blue Rush and happy holidays, happy new year, and good luck the rest of the season. Yeah, thank y'all so much. You guys have a good evening. Oh, I like it. All right, dear Lawrence, you want to close out the show this week? Absolutely, Jake. Thank you. That says cheerio to episode 91. My old teammate, the Justin Tuck edition of Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast. 
from the New York Post. Thanks Lawrence, to- the Giants are playing in... Uh, sorry. You're interrupting. Shut your mouth, Jake. I'm trying to talk here. Shut your mouth, please. Thanks to Jake Brown, Sarah McCrory, and Andrew Hodge for producing the show. Now you may go, Jake. Thank you, mister. Uh, you have any memories from Hollywood, some boogie nights in Hollywood, where the Giants will play this week? Well, I've never played any football in L.A., to be honest with you. I've just never been. They never had a football team. Get Blue Rush a wee five-star rating and write in a nice review on Apple Podcasts. For Polly Schwartz, Jake Brown, Sarah McCrory, and Andrew Harris, how, is there any other names for God's sakes? I'm the Scotsman Lawrence Tynes. We return on Monday following the Giants and Chargers game. Thank you, Lawrence. Eli Manning knows I don't think he could pick a linebacker from a uh, leprechaun.